Hey, my friend, welcome along to the Nutrition Nuggets podcast, helping you get clarity on nutrition. I'm your host, Dale Pinnock, Sunday Times bestselling author, nutritionist, and creator of the Culinary Medicine College. Every episode here in the podcast, we dig deep on the subject of nutrition to give you clarity, to give you answers, and to expand your knowledge. Hey, my friends, how are you doing? How are you? Have you had a good week? How's everything going? Hope you're all well and feeling fantastic. You know what? I'm buzzing. I've had the most incredible couple of weeks. You know, you know, sometimes those weeks where you just feel you've absolutely smashed it out of the park. Well, I've had a couple of those, so I'm feeling kind of good, you know. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Just this week's episode is based on a question that I got on Instagram. And the question was, how on earth do I get my teens to start eating healthier food? Ultimately, this this is a bit of a tricky one, particularly when, you know, with, with teenagers and they start to really kind of get their own sense of identity and there's, you know, there's the kind of rebellion that follows that. It's always going to be a little bit tricky. But ultimately, what I recommend with anyone, whenever you're trying to kind of make any sort of improvements in, you know, your family's eating patterns, my advice is always the same. And that is don't try to force a square peg into a round hole because it will never, ever, ever, ever work. And it will just lead to all kinds of upset. It will lead to arguments. It will lead to like a very uncomfortable situation in the household. And nobody wants that. The key always is to start with where is where someone is at. And this is this is what we did with Eat Shop Save loads and loads and loads of times. Rather than trying to stand there and wag our fingers at the at the families or at whoever was was kind of struggling with this stuff. Let's say, right, that's it, you know, you you you're you're living on on pizza and pasta and now we want you to live on salads and green smoothies. I mean, that's gonna be completely nutty ridiculous. They'll just tell us where to go. They wouldn't they wouldn't be fussed. They would be like, no, not doing it, not having any part of this because it's going to be uncomfortable for them. They're going to be having things that they don't like. That is the wrong way to go. So I will say start with where the person is at. What do they already enjoy eating? What is their favorite meal? So if, you know, if their favorite meal is chicken tikka masala, awesome. Let's cook one. Do one from scratch. You know, create the base with... Um, you get some freshly cooked tomatoes and stew them down with some garlic and some and some onion and, and a little bit of spice and then put that into a food processor and blend it into a puree. Add a little bit of um, of natural yogurt in there as well to kind of give it that creamier texture. Then add some masala paste in there just to really kind of beef it up and then cook the chicken in that sauce. Done. Serve that with a little bit of brown rice. You could even add a few other veg in with the tomatoes when you when you kind of cook it up so you could do a little bit of red pepper that would work really really very well you could maybe add a little bit of courgette in there as well and when that's all soft and stewed down that's when you make that puree and that can become the base because you know a tikka masala is a uh, you know invented in the UK by the way um is sort of tomato cream and sometimes powdered almond base and sometimes there's a little bit of coconut in there obviously that can be a little bit rib sticking so we're making a lighter version we're creating that puree first 
the garlic, the onion, tomatoes, red peppers, maybe some courgette. Cook it all down, saute it until it's all nice and soft. Blend it into a puree and it's got that kind of tomato-y vibe to it. Then add the yogurt to it. Then add the masala paste. So it's a beautiful tasting dish. It's much, much lighter and you've been able to sneak some of those vegetables in. Serve it with some brown rice. Even if I don't have a brown rice, it's not the end of the world. The fact is you've been able to completely change the nutritional profile of that dish. And that is the underlying principle of everything that I that I teach in this context when I am trying to get people to move into better eating patterns it's like look how can you learn to recreate your favorite dishes so you're still having the food that you love you don't feel like you're giving something up you don't feel like you're eating things that are boring and dull and that you really don't like the taste of you can still have that same culinary experience you can still have that same enjoyment but at the same time you can move towards your health goals so that is the place to start okay if their favorite meals pizza fantastic easy go to the supermarket and get one of the like ready to you know ready to go bread mixes you know like in in the home baking section you'll find little packets of bread mixes that you just add water and go you use that as the base, but get like a multi-grain one. So like on a whole wheat base with like different grains and seeds and all that kind of stuff in there. So you've got a really, really high fiber version. Add the water, roll it out into a pizza base. Part bake it, you know, bake it for maybe sort of 10 minutes or so. So it's almost starting to kind of take on the, the bread-like texture. Then add some, you know, some tomato passata, some fresh garlic, some cooked spinach, some red onion, maybe a little bit of goat's cheese and a little bit of mozzarella, so on and so on. Build like a nice veg base. Or you could even, you know, even if they won't entertain the idea of there being any kind of plant life on top of their pizza, you know, seeing spinach and red onion would cause like absolutely apoplectic meltdown, then the thing to do is create my hidden veg sauce. So hidden veg sauce, this is one that we've done on each Shop Save loads and loads and loads, and loads of times. Garlic, onions, courgettes, red peppers, maybe a little bit of spinach. And then add, like basically you saute that until it's really, really nice and soft. Then at that point you add tomato passata, simmer it for a couple of minutes and then puree it. And basically looks, smells, tastes, feels like a regular tomato sauce. That is going to be your base on the pizza, your, your sauce base. That's going to be your pizza sauce. So you're getting all of that veg in by sneaking it in. Ideally, we want to kind of move them towards eating patterns where they're they're happy to engage in eating these kinds of foods. That's the, the best outcome, really. But in the meantime, in the meantime, when you're actually trying to create that kind of transition, when you're actually trying to just get better food in them, then sometimes a little bit of hoodwinking can be the way to go. So look, short but sweet, I hope that really kind of nails home the basic tactic. Don't try to force someone to do something they don't want to do. Don't try to force them into eating foods that they just don't like because it's never going to happen. You're just going to get rebellion. Instead, recreate their favorites. Recreate their favorite meals in a way that makes it healthier and just start to guide them towards those better eating patterns. And you know what? The more adventurous they get, the more their palate will develop. It will happen. It will happen. Well, say that. I mean, I still <laughs> adults that, that don't go anywhere near healthy food as well. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But hopefully by, you know, kind of recreating their favorites and bringing 
a few changes and tweaks to those favorite meals they you know they're going to be able to transition into better eating habits more comfortably and there's greater chance that they actually will gravitate towards better eating patterns as well so i hope that helps do let me know if you have any interest in kind of tips or tricks or tactics or anything like that that you use to actually help people in your family eat better and kind of make that transition into better eating okay so look just on this finishing if if nutrition is something that really interests you if you want to take a deeper dive if you've even thought about making a career out of this or actually studying this to create a business out of this then make sure you check out my diploma in culinary medicine. Okay, so I set up the Culinary Medicine College in 2019, and it's now become the most widely accredited non-practitioner level nutrition course in the world. When I say widely, I mean it's now a recognized qualification in 39 countries, okay, because of the accreditation that I've got for this course. So if you want, if, you know, maybe you're wanting to just work one-on-one with people and, and show them how to, how to eat better and how to cook better and how to move towards healthier habits. Maybe you want to work with restaurants, helping them to develop healthier menus. Maybe you want to work with care homes, helping them to actually create healthier, better quality meals in the kitchen, targeted around some of the issues that their residents might have. If you want to work in the media as a spokesperson for nutrition and health, if you want to set up a blog, if you want to, you know, (laughs) heaven forbid, if you wanted to become an influencer, whatever, if you wanted to work with nutrition, but not necessarily on a clinical level. So you don't want to be a clinical practitioner where you're making diagnostic decisions, but you actually want to work with someone so you can coach them and you can be their person they have on site to help them change and help them transition, then the Diploma in Culinary Medicine is for you. What you need to do is head over to culinarymedicinecollege.com. That's culinarymedicinecollege.com and you can find all the information about this incredible diploma.